welcome to this episode of Peace Prayer Podcast, where we share tips on living by faith and act on it by praying for conflicts around the world. And welcome to this episode. Where we'll be dealing with the same Psalm 82. This time, we're looking at the second verse. The first verse we looked at it last week, still called this um, You Are Gods. So this is the third segment of, of, of the commentary on Psalm 82. And I will go on to pray for Defra in Sudan, Mozambique, and Syria. Now we continue to unpack this prophetic psalm, which in this time is really not really that prophetic anymore. It's, it's a fulfilled psalm from the time that Christ resurrected. But we note that you see, you've got to be brutally honest and willing to go from the highs of the position God has put us in you know, to the responsibilities of such a position, which is where um, verses 2, 3, and 4 actually deals with the failures of those who are meant to reign and rule as kings on earth. As God's workmanship and joint heirs with Christ, as they highlight the highs of that position of reigning on earth. So, so subsequently, you know, the other verses, I think it's from five, you know, looks at the failures from these failures and to these consequences and eventually to God's redemption and manifesting his glory. So in this episode, as said earlier, uh, it focuses on, on the second verse, which can be brought, broken into two aspects. The first, which relates to the words we speak about circumstances and people, including ourselves, and including those we love, including those we don't know. The second aspect, part of the verse, relates to our attitude to people and circumstances. Circumstances that relate to us or things that affect us. For instance, we pray on this platform for war, natural disasters in faraway lands or lands nearby or even within our community, which may not directly relate to us or have a bearing to us, but it affects us as humans. They affect us indirectly in some way. For instance, natural disasters breed fear and, and affect people in that way. More ways. Yeah, what words do you speak when something happens to you? Are you judging that circumstance? What words do you speak when someone affects you? See, that verse tells us that as kings, we, you judge. You see, you judge unjustly. That's the verse. It starts with admonition by God to those of us who reign as kings in Christ. Regarding our responsibilities, it says, How long will you judge unjustly? That's the first verse. To judge unjustly accordingly, the Hebrew verse used there in Psalm 82, it actually proves sure thought. Sure thought, which is similar to the dictionary definition for judge, to pronounce a sentence for or against something, to vindicate, to govern, to litigate, say, uh, to condemn something or contend or defend on something. Now, all of these relate to how important our words are, as such that we are making declarations by our words. 
you recall that we are kings, as I said, and if so, then you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. Job 22. Are you decreeing in line with God's words to save and heal and deliver? Or are you speaking destruction to yourself or to people? Do you just let idle words, just things make you speak whatever happens? You just say it. Are you taking authority as we have been given dominion as kings to reign on earth? The key issue here is how we use our words because how we use it determines whether we are judging justly or unjustly. Hence, the Bible advises us to use our words in teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual psalms. In Colossians 3.16. In fact, Colossians 4.6 strongly advises us to let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. For our words ought to be seasoned with salt. should be always with grace. Jesus warns us that every idle word that men speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Why? Because we are kings, we are gods, but if you just speak unjustly, you say things, you are judging, you are making a declaration on, making a pronouncement of other situation, good or bad. And the consequences we will see subsequently in later weeks, in fact in verse 7 it says, but ye shall die like men. So what words do you speak? In Proverbs, the Bible tells us a man shall live by the fruit of your leave, your lips, life and death. By the power of the tongue. In First Peter 3.10, which echoes Psalm 82 in that, he says, He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. We must therefore desist from criticism of other people or even speaking negatively of anyone, no matter what. If I himself, in Matthew 7, 1-3, Jesus said, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you may use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you do not consider the plank in your own eyes? In James chapters 2 and 3, it's quite direct in warning us on the contradiction in our use of words. For instance, James 3, 9 to 12, you know, says, with our tongue we bless God and Father, and with it we curse men, who have been made in the similitude of God, out of the same mouth, proceed. Blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does the spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can it fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a vine, a grapevine, bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. So our words are very, very important, such that in Psalm 82 it says you judge unjustly. It's our responsibility is to judge right, to make declarations, and you should decree a thing that shall be established. What are you decreeing? If you see yourself as a king to reign on earth, then you know that it's your responsibility to declare a thing that will be established. That his light be shining apart. It's our responsibility to make that declaration. We will make that declaration. See, we ought not to just speak for communication. Only communication's sake. As kings, we speak to make declarations, expecting 
things to happen following our words. Jesus said, whatever I say, what I say, what I see my father say. Now let's go into the second part of that verse. It relates to our attitude. It says, and you show partiality to the wicked. And the first failure of our responsibility as kings, it says you judge unjustly and you show partiality to the wicked. Wicked is simply means to the perverted. Anything that goes off the course of God's purpose, particularly his will. The attitudes and behaviors which cloud our judgment. Amplified, the amplified version of Psalm 1, verse 1 says, Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Uh, it's about our attitude, you know, our disposition towards what is contrary to the word of God. In James 2, verse 1 to 4, he, he says, My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with blue rings, in fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes, and say to him, You sit here in a good place, and say to the poor man, You stand here. Or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? So, in essence, while we err with our tongues, we see we're growing into profession. We should be quick to repent and not stay there. In fact, the scriptures give us the way. It tells us the way to reign and live as God plants, which is by staying full of God's word and so speak like Him. See, you see, you see in, in, in Colossians 3.16, it says, Let the word of God dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. In Romans 3.14, it says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill his lots. That is where our refuge is. That's where our help is, putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, this making sure we're Constantly thinking about God with his word and in his word. You see, when we talk about Joshua 1 8, the lady word not apart from your mouth, but you might tell upon a day and night that you may observe to do according to words to written in the day, you shall have, make your way successful and you shall have good success. It's not only about material success, but in success in terms also of our purpose on earth. As believers, one of the key things we have to do is to, you see, particularly in these times of the end, is preach the gospel of the kingdom. And we cannot manifest and preach the gospel of the kingdom when our words speak contrary to the dictates of the kingdom. It doesn't work. So in all, we should be quick to repent when we err. For instance, you get into a, a bus or a train, aircraft, wherever you are, a public place that you don't have full authority over that atmosphere, over the environment. But you see, as a believer, you have authority for wherever you step into, especially within your personal space or more depends on how strong you are in the spirit. That has situations like getting to a place, probably a bus, an aircraft, and someone comes in there with an, maybe someone is mentally unstable, maybe someone is with an angry spirit and is on the phone and you know speaking, cussing, cussing and making an you know making a scene, you know, cussing, distracting or disturbing the atmosphere. I quietly within me rebuke that devil. 
and I always see it happen. They go quiet. Things just change. Circumstances change. The environment change. I was in a meeting at some point, some time ago, and someone's really angry. I was going against the, the boss, the manager, the, and it was getting contentious. I quietly, my seat, I repute that spirit of strife. I come against it. I said, get out of here now. And the whole place was quiet. The anger ceased and everything was resolved. That is how you judge justly. You don't take sides. You don't just take authority as a king in every place, in every circumstance. If an aircraft or someone is scared or fearful, and take authority. You don't have to make a scene. You don't have to make it loud. The spirits hear you. Devils hear you. Angels hear you. So be full of God's God word. Because the Bible says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let us guard our hearts with all all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So for us to be productive in our prayers and lives in general, we should take heed to 2 Peter 1 to 8. It says, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. His divine power has given unto us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these He has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil devices. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness mutual affection and to mutual affection love. Now verse 8 is really quite key. It says if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge for Lord Jesus Christ. May we be effective. May we learn to be effective in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and not be unproductive. So now with that, pray we'll be effective as we pray now. We're going to intercession for Darfur in Sudan, Mozambique and Syria. In Sudan, in Darfur region, over 250 people have been killed. I mean, there's been an escalation of conflicts in the last week or so. Over 100,000 people have been displaced as violence as soldiers, you know, in, in Darfur region. According to the United Nations Human Rights um, Commission, the Human Rights Commission or High Commissioner for Refugees, pardon me, 250 people, including humanitarian workers, which about three humanitarian workers have been killed in these clashes that started around 15th of January in West Darfur. And it spread to South Darfur. It said that Darfur is actually a vast region, which is about the size of Spain, and it's been plagued by violence for years. But in the last few years, it's kind of been, you know, getting to stable peace with the peacekeepers, the um, United Nations an African Union hybrid peacekeeping mission that have been de- deployed to protect civilians in that country and also to facilitate the delivery of aid and support efforts to address root causes of conflict. But the mandate of the United Nations um, and the African Union um, um, forces ended last year and they seized the operations on 31st of December, which is about two weeks before this round of violence started. So the mission is drawing down and, and now violence is kind of upticking. So we, we're going to stay and stand in peace, stand for peace, declare peace in the name of Jesus. We declare, let all the earth fear, let all the earth fear the Lord. Revere and worship Him. Let all the inhabitants of the forest stand in awe of God. 
for the Lord spoke and it was done. He commanded and he stood fast. The Lord bring the counsel of all those causing the conflicts, division, in the fraud not. He makes the thoughts and plans of the people of no effect. Every person causing conflict in that country, everyone causing in that fraud, we come against in the name of Jesus. We declare that the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The thoughts of his heart through all generations in that fraud. In the name of Jesus, we declare, Behold, Lord, the eye of the Lord is upon them in that fall. In the name of Jesus, Oh, as we hope on your mercy, Lord, your eyes on that fall, that to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. In the name of Jesus, for you are the help and the shield according to Psalm 33, 12. He said you deliver their soul from death and you keep them alive in famine in that country. Thank you because you are the help and a shield. In Daphro, you are the help and the shield. In the name of Jesus. Let our mercy, O Lord, be upon Daphro, according as we hope in you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. We give you praise. You said for the wicked that oppress the innocent and weak and victims from those deadly enemies who encompass about. They close their hard hearts and they speak proudly. They have now compassed the wicked, the weak victims in their steps and set their eyes bowing down to the earth like a lion that is greedy of his prey. And as he were a young lion locking in secret places. Arise, O Lord, to disappoint the wicked. Cast them down. Deliver the soul of the innocent, the weak victims from, from the wicked by your word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He said, There is no wisdom, no understanding, or counsel against the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Now, the Lord of peace, give the full peace. Always, by all means, the Lord is with you. The Lord will lift up his countenance upon the four and give the full peace. In the name of Jesus, he said, I have seen his ways and we heal him. You said, Oh Lord. So you will lead him, him therefore also, and restore comfort unto therefore and to his mothers. So you create the fruit of lips, peace, peace to therefore, even therefore that is afar off, and to him that is near, says the Lord. Lord, you said you will heal, and according to Isaiah 57 18 to 21, you will heal therefore. But the wicked are like the troubled seas when they cannot rest. Whose waters cast up death, mere and death. There is no peace, say the Lord to the wicked. There is no peace to those who are starting the conflict in Darfur again, in the name of Jesus. Now the God of peace be between Darfur in Jesus' name. The Lord gives strength unto Darfur, strength and peace. The Lord bless Darfur with peace. Psalm 29, 11. Lord, the Lord maketh peace in thy borders, therefore, and fills therefore with the finite of wit. The Lord sends forth his commandment upon therefore, and his word runneth swiftly. Lord, we pray that their spirit be poured upon therefore from on high, that their wilderness be made a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be made counted for a forest. Then judgment shall dwell in the wilderness, and righteousness remain in the fruitful field. And the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of quiet righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. 
when it shall hail, coming down on the forest, and the city shall be low in a low place. Blessed are ye that sow beside still waters, that stand for the feet of the ox and the ass. Isaiah 32, 15 to 17, 19 and 20. Oh Lord, we thank you for that for. In Jesus' name, we declare peace in that region. In the name of Jesus. Now we'll go on to pray for Mozambique. Mozambique is the, is the United Nations agencies warning that there's a complex emergency that is unfolding in that region, in, in, in Cabo region of, of Mozambique. It says that, you know, it's because of the worsening humanitarian crisis due to a combination of, you know, conflict, the, the cyclone, you know, armed groups have, have forced a lot of people, 565,000 people to flee their homes. So a combination of all these things is, com- is, is linked to what, it, what they're describing as a complex emergency humanitarian situation in, in Mozambique's Cabo, Cabo Delgado region. Now we pray for peace. We pray for stability and restoration in, in Mozambique. We declare according to Second Chronicles 7.14. He said, If my people who are called by my name to humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, then you hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Lord, stand on behalf of Mozambique. Our acts of forgiveness. Lord, I ask that you heal their land in the name of Jesus. Jeremiah 29, 11-14. You said, O oh Lord, for you know the plans that you have for Mozambique the Cabo region, the plans for peace and not of evil to give Mozambique a future and a hope. Lord, as we call upon you and pray unto you, hear us. As we seek you on behalf of Mozambique, you said we will find you. When we seek you with all our heart, you will be found by us. Declares the Lord, Lord, and you will restore the fortunes of Mozambique, the Cabo region, in the name of Jesus and you will gather them from all the nations, from all the places where they have been displaced. Where the law war has driven them, you bring them back to the place from which they were sent into exile. In the name of Jesus. In Psalm 143, verse 3, the Lord declares, the Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Isaiah 33, 6, Behold, the Lord will bring to Mozambique health and healing. And the Lord will heal them and reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security. Oh, Isaiah 30, Jeremiah 30, 17. For I will restore health to you, Delgado, Mozambique. And your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. So we decree in the name of Jesus. In Isaiah 53, 5, it said, O Lord, Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. Oh, Jesus was wounded for transgressions of Mozambique, of the Algado region in Mozambique, was crushed for their iniquities. Upon Jesus was the chastisement of the peace that brought them peace. The chastisement that brought Mozambique peace was upon Jesus, and with his stripes, Mozambique was healed and restored. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 4. We bless you, o Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. I forget not your benefits to Mozambique. You forgive all our iniquities, you heal all the diseases in Mozambique, in the dark region. 
that complex emergency, you heal it. In the name of Jesus, you redeem lives, their lives, their country, from the pit of war. You crown them with steadfast love and mercy. In Daniel 9, 17, Now therefore our God, listen to the prayer of your servant. Listen to your prayers as we seek you today, as we stand in the gap for these countries. Listen to our prayers and to our prayers for mercy. And for your sake, Lord, make your face shine upon Mozambique. Make your face shine upon Mozambique, which is desolate. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father Lord, for you will be the stability of our time. You will be the stability of Mozambique. Abundance and salvation of abundance of salvation, wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord will be Mozambique's treasure. Thank you, Father Lord. Declare an end to the conflict in Mozambique. In the name of Jesus, for you have mercy on whom you have mercy and compassion on whom you have compassion. Thank you, Father Lord. He said you have mercy, mercy on Mozambique, O oh God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, and end every disaster, the cyclone, in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, because you have compassion on Mozambique. You made them objects of compassion to all who held them captive. Lord, but in great mercy, you did not put an end to them. For you are gracious and merciful God. May God give you, Mozambique, more and more mercy, peace, and love according to Jude 1 2. Thank you, Father Lord. We bless your name. We give you praise. We are mercy, Mozambique. But for you, O oh Lord, are kind of forgiving, rich in loving devotion to all who call upon you. As we call upon you, O oh Lord. We pray as a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger. Lord, cause your wonders to be remembered. We stand today on your mercy and your loving kindness, and we decree an end to these disasters. The complex emergency in Mozambique, we decree an end to it in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you, Mozambique, and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Cause a face to it, Mozambique, the Lord. And give Mozambique peace. In the name of Jesus. We'll go ahead and lift up Syria unto God's hands. You see, Syria has been. The conflict in Syria has lasted about 10 years, about a decade of conflict, 10 years. And so the conflict is kind of triggering what is called a slow tsunami across the country, across Syria. Syria. Millions inside the country and millions of refugees, millions displaced inside Syria, millions of refugees outside Syria. They are grappling with deep trauma, grinding poverty and personal insecurity, a lack of hope for the future. Ten years of death, displacement, destruction and destitution on a massive scale have left millions of Syrians grappling with deep trauma. Let's pray for peace and stability in Syria. Father, let's say if your people who are called by your name shall humble themselves and pray and seek your face. Lord, we humble ourselves to pray. We seek your face on behalf of Syria. Lord, we stand, we ask in your mercy. Lord, hear from heaven and forgive 
the sins, forgive our sins, forgive the sins of the leadership of Syria, and heal the land in the name of Jesus. For I know you have plans of peace and none of evil in Syria. Even for his elect's sake in that country, you have plans of peace and not of evil. Lord, we call upon you. We seek you on behalf of Syria, Lord. We pray that you restore the fortunes of Syria and gather them from all nations and the places where the war has driven them and bring them back to the place from which they were sent to exile. Lord, heal the brokenhearted and bind up the wounds. You are the one that heals brokenhearted and you bind up wounds of the wounded. Jeremiah 36, 33, 6, Lord, behold, the Lord will bring to Syria health and healing. The Lord will heal them and reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security in the name of Jesus. For you said in Jeremiah 30, 17, for you restore health to Syria and your wound, Syria, the Lord will heal in the name of Jesus. For even Syria, the wood, the transgressions of Syria, Jesus was wounded for their transgressions. Jesus was crushed for your iniquities. Upon Jesus was the chastisement that brought you peace, Syria. With his stripes, Syria was healed and restored. And we declare this for our country. Psalm 103, we bless you, Lord. We do not forget your Messes. We bless you, Lord. We don't forget the benefits, even to Syria, that He hasn't disappeared. He's even worse than this. We thank you, Lord, because you heal the diseases. You heal Syria, and you redeem Syria from destruction, from a pit of war. You crown Syria with love and mercy. Make your face shine upon Syria, Lord, which is desolate. Lord, as according to Isaiah 33, 6, you will be the stability of the times in Syria, abundance of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. In Nahum 2, for the Lord will restore the splendor of Syria, like the splendor as it was before. Even though devastators have devastated Syria and destroyed their vine and branches, the Lord will restore in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And so, for Syria, Mozambique and Darfur will make this declaration. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord bless Syria, Darfur, Mozambique. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus. So we pray. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, and be gracious to you. Amen. Time today, um, praying with us and sharing tips on walking by faith. Um, Till we meet the next time, I'll say shalom. Keep walking by faith. I keep praying for peace. That is the way we shorten the days of the end times by praying and walking by faith. Pray for conflict hotspots and walking by and walk by faith. Live a life in the spirit. Till we meet again. Shalom. <laughs>